who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. That means it's Wednesday for you. It's not for me as I am recording this. It's actually Friday. Um, I rarely record on Wednesdays, actually. I always kind of feel like I'm lying to you guys when I'm like, it's Wednesday. And it's like, bitch, no, it's not. <laughs> it's Friday morning. Um, or whenever the fuck you're listening to it, who knows if you actually download on Wednesday. And that's fine if you don't. Don't worry. I'll live. Um, it's actually raining today, too, very hard. Uh, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to keep this intro outro because I'm not sure how much you'll be able to hear the rain. I couldn't do it in my bedroom because it's it's hitting against the fire escape too loudly. It sometimes hits on the air, the AC in the living room where I am now. Just can't just paint it you as a picture. But it's actually like one of my favorite types of days. Uh, it's obviously fall. Um, and in New York, I feel like every year there's like one or two like rains, like heavy rain days where um, it's like a kind of like an official transition into the next season and I feel like this is one of those days where like tomorrow we'll wake up and it'll be sunny like very very sunny but there'll be just like a whole sheet of leaves on the ground red orange yellow but also like a lot of green that won't make it through the rain um and it's very pretty but I don't know it's weird it's been I don't know about you guys it's been weird watching the seasons like through your windows in like the living room, our windows face directly onto the street and onto these like really pretty, um, I think they're ginkgo trees, which if you live in New York, you know how much ginkgo tree seeds suck. They smell so bad um, when they burst. Someone told me they are were a gift from either um, Japan or China. And um, they're one of the reasons why we have so many ginkgo trees in New York City is because they can absorb so much water um, so it helps with flooding and they really can withstand a lot of pollution and supposedly they suck in pollution I don't know and someone was like that's why the ginkgo 
seeds smell so bad is because it's like pollution. They truly smell like death. Like you're always just like, ugh, when you walk by them. Um, I don't know if that part is true. Like that's why the seeds uh, smell that bad. Um, but it is true that they were a gift. I just can't remember what country they were from. Um, and that's why we have a lot of them because they do so well in um, like cities because of pollution and they can take all the rain. Also, they can change sex. Um, which is funny because like, I think only the female trees are the ones that have the seeds. And so I think they actually plant more male trees than females, but they can switch, which like I love, like I love transitionings in nature. It's just so natural. Um, none of, this isn't a solo episode. I have a fucking guest, uh, for this episode. Again, I go on these weird tangents. I've just been staring at the tree in front of uh, my apartment. Today we have Angel Yao, and she is so sweet and so funny and so interesting. And I'm because I've just rambled on about trees, I'm not going to ramble on too much longer. Um, it's a really good episode. Like I always say, I, I, I pride myself on, on these episodes, on these um, conversations. And... Uh, I know you two are going to love her as well. And in the link, in, not the link, the, the, uh, in the description of this episode, you will find links to her art. There is actually a mini doc of her on BBC, The Hurtful Truth I Never Told My Parents, which that link will be in the description. And also for her stop motions. She makes a lot of stop motions and like, they've like made me cry. They are so beautiful and just so, like just so in her voice and just so interesting. And I know you're gonna love her in this episode and I will see you guys on the other side. Um, well, so the first thing I've been asking people since March as uh, <laughs> how are you doing? Um, how okay, is life? I guess. Yeah, it is weird because I feel like I felt like it was I'm fine with like being inside all the time because I am an inside person. <laughs> um, but then I think being an inside person all the time uh is like extra negative when there is no where to go like you know usually I have my outside time when I commute or you know any little things like that but it really does take a toll if you're not you know like forcing yourself to go out at all uh yeah absolutely yeah the the first I had like I did like 14 days straight uh inside because um I left a Trader Joe's and I was like, there's probably a good chance I have been like exposed and we didn't know anything yet. Mm -hmm. And I did like, like it a little too much mm -hmm. at first. I was like, yeah, this is like, this is amazing. But then I was shocked when I realized how much I miss like my commute or like mm -hmm. miss like reading a, like mm -hmm. a, like a book on the train or listening to podcasts. But, um, and now with this like impending, like second yeah, yeah, wave yeah. shit <laughs> happening, I'm just like, who oh, God. Yeah, it's the just summer, like unpredictable. Summer I guess. was so, so nice. You're, you're just like, I don't know. So, <laughs> well, you don't know how you're feeling, I guess. It's like hard to check in with yourself. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm, yeah. And you live with your partner, correct? No. So how, yeah. how has that been going? <laughs> um, it's, it's if you good. don't mind me asking. Um, it's, it, it is nice to be together all the time. So so you're not like, what is he doing? You know? <laughs> it's like, I know what he's doing. <laughs> um, and we haven't, we're lucky enough where we do have 
some space in our apartment. So we're not like on each other's like necks all the time. Um, so there's no like, yeah, there hasn't been any like annoying things. Um, but we do both work at home. So that's been a little bit hard sometimes um, because of like being together, but also, you know, we're both working. So it's not really a lot of college time together, even though we're physically in the same yeah no I totally get that I I don't even know like I can't even imagine I feel like that'd be so hard and like stressful to be like stuck in the same place working you probably have to take calls too at the same time sometimes and like Mm -hmm. that's a lot I am very impressed by everyone working remotely especially when both people are working remotely I'm fun employed so I'm just kind of like bugging him uh when he's working remotely which is uh real great for our relationship but uh (laughs) But I know what you mean. Like I, uh, I would like have to. He'd have to be on Zoom all the time, so I would be like in the bedroom, and then I'd just be like, "What are you doing? Like, what's happening now?" And he's like, "I, I cannot do this right now." <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys been together? Uh, for a while. Uh, we've uh, we we our anniversary is in July, so um, it's been seven years oh wow wedding anniversary <laughs> oh your, your oh, wedding anniversary the, yeah oh shit yeah oh my god holy shit that's amazing i know it's long time flies how oh my god i i'm so sorry i didn't realize you're married how how did you guys meet what are your tips anytime i find out someone's married i'm like what do you do like what do we do um Let's see. We we were friends in college, uh, but we were. I think we became closer senior year of college, and then but we were just friends. Um, and then uh, I so I I'm from New York City, but um, I lived in LA after college just because you know I needed to get away from home. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, my husband now moved to New York City because, um, yeah, a lot of our friends were either L.A. or New York City because we were all in, like, the film. Um, we all studied film and art and all of that. Um, so then whenever I would, like, visit New York uh, just to visit my parents and friends, I would kind of bump into him at, like, our mutual friends' parties and stuff. And then it kind of uh, grew from there. And then... So we actually had like a long distance relationship for a little bit. Um, and it was like the beginning of it. <laughs> it was like very like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then finally I had to move back because of him and also my parent. You know, like everyone was here in New York City and it was kind of like time to move back home in a way. Did you, um, how long did you guys stay long distance in the beginning? I think almost. I want to say like a year, kind of. Okay. Maybe less, but because um, yeah, in the beginning it was like you know one of those undefined relationships. So I was like, oh, this it's nice to have someone without like having someone in a way, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and then and then as I visited more, like we kind of made it. Um, uh, we solidified the relationship. I used to be um, very against long distance relationships. I was always just like, oh, there's no way these last. But now, like, as like doing the podcast and like meeting so many people, so many people started out with long distance or like are still in. Like Jess Henderson and her girlfriend are mm-hmm. uh, New York, and I think she lives in Vancouver. And they've, you know, they make it work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think it's a really good um, 
it's kind of like what you said, like it was good to have someone, but not have someone there all the time. It yeah. sets up like really good boundaries in the beginning. Um, cause I'm someone that like, I kind of start to like drop everything to be with that person. Mm-hmm. And so to, right. yeah. and that's never like good. Like you, people shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, oh fuck. I had a question. Oh, did you like LA? I'm a snob. I don't, I've never been, but I hate it. <laughs> well, I, cause I, we had to like, a. um, study in LA semester in college. I was there for a, a semester in college. And I, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where like, I hate it, you know, because especially being a New Yorker and, and like having people say, oh, LA is not real and all of that. So I was like, it's true. <laughs> but then, <laughs> um, but then I think because a lot of my friends moved there, um, and because I needed to get away from home and I felt like comedy there was a bit more free, I guess I want to say like it, it, I felt at that time, at least, um, I felt like I was able to do my like alternative comedy or like, uh, characters or anything that, um, it seemed like a little bit more open, um, su- and supportive in LA and New York was more like stand up and, you know, like this is everyone's, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just felt, yeah, like it was, it, it did feel more supportive in LA in that sense. I, it didn't feel like fake. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. I would assume that LA would have been like no to anything kind of alt and, and New mm. York would be like, yes, the weirder, the better. Because uh, listeners, Angel is like an amazing like stop motion artist and just like tells like these very cool stories within stop motion. And it's very unique and like beautiful too, like and poetic. The last one that I saw you did, like I think I cried. <laughs> it's like I can see the little stage in the background, and I'm just like, oh, mm. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, that's interesting. I would have never known that. I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's like the time or if it because I was like in my early twenties where it felt like you know like everyone like kind of were growing together in the comedy. So, but. It, it felt that way to me, at least. <laughs> and so when you were in LA, were you always in a long distance relationship or did you date a little bit too? Yeah. Um, we, I just, yeah, I guess my history is I've, I was one of those people who were like, I'm never dating. I'm just gonna, you know, do whatever. Um, it's like either, uh, like, I didn't want to define dating. I definitely, like, um, you know, kind of, like, got closer to, like, male friends and then, like, slept with them or whatever, but not really dated them. And that was my way of being, like, I'm one of the guys, you know, like, I was one of those <laughs> train of thoughts where I was, like, I'm a guy, too. Um, or, like, be their girlfriend. Like, it was one or the other. Like, I didn't want to go through that, like, dating uh process I guess because I felt like it was a waste of time so it's either like a physical thing or you know they're the one and you're gonna be their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever I totally get that I went through those <laughs> thing. I went through the same exact thing in college where I was just like I'm one of the guys I'm just gonna fuck right. all my friends it's yeah. like really fun when you're shitting where you eat like with your friends and like with guys that you mm. work with Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like would like learn later through like just like therapy and like growing up that I was just very afraid of the vulnerability of dating, mm-hmm. um, which like obviously like you get over it like now that you are like in a, a marriage of like seven years, like seven plus mm-hmm. years if July, 
you get through that. But I was very like, I did not like to let people in for a really long time. I was like very afraid of it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, because, um, yeah, I really only had three boyfriends and one of them I married to, so like, that's my <laughs> history. And, and the other two are like, yeah, one was in college and one was when I was in LA. Um, and I didn't, I think for both of them, I was like less than a year, you know, and then, and then now I'm married. <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's like, and then I did have a lot of like in between people, which, you know, it was one of those like flirty physical thing, but it wasn't like a relationship. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, it's probably not the best rap. Because you know? <laughs> then it's like, I didn't really learn. But yeah, I, I think the same thing too. Like, I think it was me being afraid to open up and being rejected. But in my head at that time, it was just me um, being like, I, you know, it's a waste. It's, it's me. I'm, you know, like, it's a waste of time. I, I know what I want. But I probably didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's almost eerie. Um we have like such a similar like like dating story. I too um, technically only three boyfriends engaged mm. to the last. Mm-hmm. One was like two months in ninth grade. <laughs> One was this dude that like was like this weird long distance thing that we never labeled until the very end, mm. and then like literally like broke up like twenty four hours later. Um, <laughs> so I guess four, and then like a really bad relationship, and then like Aaron, who I'm with now. And like, I don't know about you, but like, I've always just, I've always been very weird. Like I always knew at a very young age that I was like a very weird kid and like a weird girl. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. like, uh, I went to like a very small middle school with like a graduating class of like 14 and then went to a public high school that had like a graduation class of like 600 or like 2000 kids, like all together. And I was just like, oh, I will not be accepted in this world. And so I totally like mm-hmm. went inward rather than being like, uh, just like, fuck it. Like, this is who I am. I was like too, too shy. And I don't even know where it switched. Like I used to not even be able to do any sort of public speaking. And then one day I was like, no, I like this. And it just like, it was like a very <laughs> weird switch, but it was, there was something in just being like, I don't look like all these other girls that these guys are dating. Like it's never going to mm-hmm. happen. So why even try? It was like a mm-hmm. defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's something that you felt the same way. Yeah, some like I definitely was also shy and um felt uh yeah, like a outsider all the time. Like mm-hmm. yeah, even when I was little, I and and part of it was maybe I I made myself an outsider. Like I just and it, it's probably totally. the same thing. Like I didn't want to open up probably. I was just like, um, oh, I'm not like them. I'm just gonna eat by myself. And even though they're probably like, you know, like I could probably have eaten with people but in my head I'm like I'm a loner I'm no I feel bad about this you know a hundred percent like a thousand percent like did the same shit I love this yeah um and then you know with dating like I felt like yeah like in elementary school people started dating and I was like and in my head I'm like you're kids like this is ridiculous <laughs> like you don't know what love is you know like that's in my head your children <laughs> that was part of it yeah even though I'm like the same you know I'm like the same age but I knew like they were too young to date and it's like it didn't mean anything <laughs> but I don't know if it was just me being cynical or of me really knowing like they're gonna you know my experience is like the people that were weird as children were also very wise as children. And that just sounds like it was a very wise, like, oh yeah, 
this is not going to work out because you are nine. Like how, (laughs) how will this work out? You can't. (laughs) Yeah. And there's so much trauma. I was like, why are you putting yourself? You're not. It's like, he, I don't know. I don't even know what. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know what the drama was, but but yeah, it's it, it. I felt like it was like a lot of people were because that was the thing to do, or it was like cool, and I was like, you're just forcing yourself to do this because it's cool. <laughs> yeah, one of the last kids I babysat, he was um, in middle school last year, and he was like definitely dating more and so I'd be like what do you guys like do like do you guys go on dates like would you guys like talk all day in class and he was like actually like we ride the bus together and she won't sit near me and I was just like I was like what is this then and so I was like why don't you talk to her in person and like he he did that I was like ask her to sit with you at lunch and then he did and he was like Natalie oh my god it was amazing and I was just like I don't understand like what you guys think dating is then if you're like not even like talking to each other face to face and that I just loved it so much. I love how dumb kids are. Like, I love how dumb and how mm-hmm. smart they are at the same time of just mm-hmm. like learning these new like social skills. And mm-hmm. I feel really bad that kids don't really have that right now for like at least like mm-hmm. the next year. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was wondering like how I would feel if I was a kid, like how I would do, I guess, if, if I was like a kid now. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, there are like a lot of my. I think what helped me social wise through maybe starting through middle school and high school was like American online, like chatting. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I would excel because everything's on the computer. <laughs> Did some of my best flirting via away mm-hmm. messages. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> what was your screen name? It was lame um, because it was like a shared family account. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) So it was, but my parents didn't use it at all. It's just when we first got it, we're like, let's, you know. So it was like a combination of my family's name. It was like the first two letters of our first names. (laughs) I think my mom came up with it. So it was uh, K-A-S-U-A-N-A-P. Okay. Which yeah, so it's like K-A is my dad's name, Kang, and then S-U was my mom's name, Sun, and then A-N was Angel, and A-P was April. So it's like... <laughs> Did everyone ask you to explain it every time they saw it? I don't even... Maybe... Yeah, I don't remember them asking me. I think <laughs> at that time, it was just like, whatever, you know... <laughs> Whatever weirdo <laughs> games. Yeah, I wish I had like skater girl or like I don't know. Don't <laughs> like worry. I don't what was yours. I don't think anyone had a good one. Mine was because I was trying to fit in was short BP, uh, which is was my high school Brook Point uh cutie oh six. <laughs> That was your always a cutie. <laughs> so now I miss AIM so much that I wish it would come back. Um, I know. Have you watched Pen 15? Yes. I, I love it. It's, well, it's like the best show ever. I can't get over how good that show is. But the episode with AIM, I was just like mm. crying because I wanted to have AIM back again. It just is so good. I don't know why they ever got rid of it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because. 
you know, like, you know, before it was like, don't ever put your full name on any, you know, like people, and, but now we're just like, you know, our emails like, are our full name. Everything's <laughs> out there. Did you do any chat rooms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was like a rite of passage that like women like, had to go underage into a chat room, say they were 19, yeah. have some dude like private message them, say they were famous. I had one guy that was like, I'm Cal Ripken's brother because I lived near Maryland. Um, and Cal Ripken was a very big baseball player at the time. And I was, I honestly kind of believed him. Uh, but luckily, never met like in person or anything. Yeah, it was, there was, I definitely had one or two, like I was going to meet in the library, but it didn't happen, which I was like, <laughs> like I was, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I was, the weird like <laughs> so this is what I did um I would use um a picture of a celebrity but like in their like casual like I would try to find like casual pictures of them uh-huh. <laughs> and my go-to was Jewel <laughs> yes. so, so it was like I had a picture of her like just like lounging on like a living room or whatever and kind of pixelated uh-huh. So I would say like that's me. <laughs> so then it was like, um, so they know, and then I would be like, I look like Julie, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Oh my god, that is <laughs> and, so <yeah>. smart. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, I was so bad. <laughs> I mean, I was really good at lying <laughs> and like making up things that have proof, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where was your computer located in the house? It was in like the living room, uh, like the corner living room area. <laughs> okay, um, but it was definitely like in a communal, yeah. And then, and I think, um, maybe in high school, it that moved into my bedroom, or we got two computers or something. So, but in like middle school, it's definitely in the living room. <laughs> Interesting, and so very Maya Pen Fifteen, like communal mm-hmm. living room. Yeah. My parents put their computer, we only had one for a really long time, in their bedroom because mm. they thought mm-hmm. that would keep us from, like, not doing anything crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, the amount of porn I watched in their bedroom, <laughs> like, the oh amount of God. chat rooms. Uh, and then it backfired on them when I would, like, because I was really bad about doing projects last minute. So then mm-hmm. I'd have to use the computer to print shit out at, like, Absolutely. 10, 11 o'clock in the, mor- yeah. in the evening. And, like, I would just be getting yelled at as they were, like, trying to sleep. Um, so then they moved it into, I was like our guest room slash like, like a workout room. And then same thing, just like so much porn, like just like didn't care. <laughs> didn't understand. Wait, wait, did you, when did you watch it? When, when it was in your parents' room? The porn. <laughs> uh, so I luckily was a latchkey kid. Um, uh-huh. So my parents would, I get home and my parents would both still be working. And that's when I would okay, like okay. utilize <laughs> my computer time. But I never understood how to like uh, clear your history. Mm-hmm. So there was like, they definitely had to know that I was because it was there. But my parents are also very computer illiterate. So they might not have ever, never known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my brother got a computer and he would let me get on it and like do aim and stuff on it too because he'd be up later. But I would also watch porn on his computer. <laughs> but he, it's very embarrassing. But he's like really good with computers. Like I, I still don't know what he does. I just know he does something with security with computers right now and gets paid a buttload. <laughs> but I would like watch porn and then like delete it. 
And then he'd be like, Nally, stop watching porn on my computer. And I was like, I'm not. And he was like, you, I know you fucking are. Like you're watching. He was older than me. He's like, you're watching porn on my computer. And then I would just be like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. And then he'd finally be like, like, he would be like, look, if you're going to watch porn on my computer, stop clicking the ads. You're giving my computer viruses. <laughs> and so and that was like, that was like the compromise of like, I wouldn't click on the ads anymore. Why would you click on the ads? Or did you know they were ads? I didn't know they were ads. I was <laughs> okay. so dumb. I had no clue what I was You're doing. like, oh, a butt. <laughs> <laughs> just like porn ADD. You're just like, oh. Just like everything. I was so, I was definitely like addicted to porn for a hot second when I grew up. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Um, and, uh, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, are you the older or the youngest? I'm the older. You're the older. Okay. So yeah, there weren't any, and I'm seven years older, so there weren't any like. There's no like, porn, you know, <laughs> yeah, porn. <laughs> cross, porn crossover. Cross <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Does she, yeah. her name is uh, April? You said right. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. she also live in New York? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool to have everyone like in the same place, mm-hmm. especially during, especially during COVID. Yeah. 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 Do you guys live in like the same like neighborhoods or like borough? Yeah, we live in the same uh, borough, um, and my parents aren't too far, like a few neighborhoods down, and um, my sister just moved to Astoria, um, but she she was a little, like, all over, and then she lived with my parents for a bit, um, but yeah, she just moved in, uh, moved to Astoria with her boyfriend, so. Aw, congrats. <laughs> um, it didn't make, I didn't mean to make that such a hard pivot. <laughs> I, I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I always forget. I smoke too much weed, so I always forget my questions. And so then I'll be like, <sighs> I remember it. Go now. But I have more to talk about. Point. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it. I love it. Well, I just want to add. Um, I did read a lot of point when I was like, okay, then watch. It. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it, but I think I get more out of read because you're like exotic I, I think it was like exotic stories or exotic sexy stories or something. and it was just like I think it was just kind of like a blog where people just write about their yeah moments and um and because there's so many details and a lot of times it's like first person so then you're like in it you know oh yeah <laughs> so I felt like that got me going more than watch because you know like a lot of the point is just like they're naked already there's no story behind it and I do like I do love a good story you know? no I love a good story too like my uh story and like camera angles are like very important to me like I cannot do POV I hate it so much I never really read porn um uh one of the times my friends bought a what was it called a play girl Mm. And, like, the stories weren't that good in it. And then all mm. the pictures were, like, um, it'd be, like, naked men on a rock. And it was just, like, <laughs> so random. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, but I would definitely, like, when I was younger, like, any, like, partial love story in any book would, like, totally turn me on. And I wouldn't understand mm-hmm. what was going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I would love, like, exotic, like, fanfic or, like, first-person narratives. Uh, yeah. I just, I got too overwhelmed by, like, actual video porn. Yeah, I, I do. Like, now that you know, partial love stories, it, yeah, I definitely, like, had a big imagination when I was little. And I, I do feel like 
I started, um, yeah, like doing things when I was very young. It's like one of those things where you're like, I don't know, but it feels. And then as it goes on, you realize what you're doing. <laughs> but like even like, I, yeah, I just remember, um, you know, like those Judy Bloom books or like those childhood. Mm-hmm. And I I really loved uh, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. I don't know if you remember. I never read that one, but I remember the title. But I never yeah. read it. And it was just like a boy and, you know, like you relate to him and everything. And he also had like a little brother. So, and I remember looking at the cover and like being like, <laughs> and then started like, you know, rubbing myself. <laughs> just looking at, and I was like, probably in fourth grade, you know, like it was because I read that probably. In fourth grade to relate it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and then just imagining, what if I was in the story and like I became friends with, him, you know, like things like that. Absolutely. Harry Potter got me. Um, J.K. Rowling is trash. But <laughs> the sixth book, I think, is is that the one where Harry and, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Ginny, like, start like dating and like she, they, uh, the author, I don't want to say her name, alludes to them like doing stuff like by the lake. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I am here for this. This is amazing. I don't know what doing stuff is, but here for it. Did you? I feel like you were probably like me. And I made a lot of like my beanie babies and stuff. Animals have sex. <laughs> um, definitely Barbies. Mm, okay. That's a good choice. Yeah. But, but that's mostly, I think a lot of it was just in my head okay <laughs> yeah i remember having like a real like okay like tonight i'll be this scene <laughs> like things i would like remember in movies or tv shows or books and then and then me going off of like what would happen if this you know because a lot of like movie, like even like disney movie like they don't obviously they don't go into like make out sessions or whatever but in my head, I'll take a scene from a Disney movie and then and then try to imagine if a makeout session happened, <laughs> and then that's how. And then I'll try to keep going. <laughs> Do you remember uh, in S- Simba and Nala in uh, Elton John's "Can You Feel the Love Tonight"? They have mm-hmm. like a very suggestive scene where she's like on her back yeah, and like, she's like, and she's like yes, <laughs> and we were probably like uh, we were probably like second or third grade because I think we're like eight like our ages are very similar mm-hmm. um and I remember like feeling something being like what is this like I love this uh which is why I get so mad that we don't teach girls that like I truly think girls are hornier than boys are like like mm-hmm. full stop like that's yeah. all I have that's my only sense like we're just like <laughs> we're just like hornier yeah, especially yeah earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. There are definitely like moments in that I look back and I'm like, oh. <laughs> for someone, <laughs> like you know, like very like risky moments, but you just had to, to you know? yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break and listen to this one ad that I know you're gonna love. Um, and thank you for listening and thank you for being here and don't go away just yet. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I ask only just because I feel like it, cha- not changes, but it's a part of like uh, people's like sex journey. Um, mm-hmm. Did your parents give you a sex talk? You and April a sex talk? No. Okay. Yeah. Was there any like, like sort of mentions or it's just like, it was never talked about. There was no like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, but <laughs> I do remember watching a weird, like, I feel like it was a one of those TV shows where it was kind of like like a docu-series type show where, like, maybe it's identifying weird. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember, like, um, there, it, uh, there is a set section where they showed a family eating worms, like they were juicing worms and I was like, oh, this family eat worms. <laughs> and then, but at the same, like same show, it showed like a car wash where women would be naked and washing the cars with their bodies and boobs. And, you know, and we would watch it, we watched it with my, like, I remember watching it with my parents and then they were just, they didn't like, they were kind of like, yeah, hide your eyes, but they weren't like too like, uh, too like scared of me watching you know I don't know <laughs> just like, but yeah but we never had like the sex talk or anything um so yeah I don't yeah I, I feel like they didn't I, I feel like they they didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want to confront me being older um but at the same time they weren't like you know like too shy o- o- from it so it's yeah it was one of those <laughs> Do you remember how old you were when you watched this like docuseries? Um, young, like five. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay, so young. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
how do you juice worms? <laughs> I just they yeah I just, they just like put worms in a juice. Like, oh, I remember just juicer. like them pressing. Yeah, and then the, and then liquid, and then they would drink it, and we're like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I I gotta now. I have to like find this. I this TV show. I will be googling this after we after we talk. Because <laughs> that's that was because yeah, it was that, and then the car, and I'm sure there was more other things, but those are the things that that stuck in my head of watching it with my parents. Yeah, I don't. And then being first time, like, oh, this we're seeing something naked together, and they're not like, you know. Yeah. No, when you said uh, juicy words, I'm so. But you, you're focusing on the juicy. Words. No, we will. We will get to the car wash too. I promise. I have questions. But I was just picturing like someone taking an earthworm and like squeezing it and like making it poop. Did you ever do that? I don't know if that would be like if you live in a city if you'd have access to earthworms like I had. Yeah, yeah. It probably was killing them, but it was like we'd be like, "Oh, we're making them poop." Um, so that's why I was like, "Wait, what? Do people do this?" This is like on camera. Okay, but two of the naked ladies. Um, was it like I'm picturing like a legit car wash, and so I feel like I feel like that would hurt. Be like hit by those like things. <laughs> no, I, they were. It was just from what I remember. It was just in our like a. In my head, maybe it was a photo shoot. Now, <laughs> now it's, I felt like it was just like in a black room kind of thing. Uh-huh. And there was one car. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but there was a lot of ladies in there. And then you're, some of the camera angles was inside the car. So then you just see like their boobs. Like maybe it was so. <laughs> and I feel like they were wearing like cowboy hats. But I don't know. <laughs> I can okay. I can see this more now. I totally can picture this now. Yeah. Um. I totally misunderstood. I thought they were like on like a thing going through like a car wash, and I was like, that sounds really. <laughs> they're yeah, they're washing. They were washing. Like they are the they are the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm totally looking this up when uh we get off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very definitely like 70s, 80s. Like feel like just from like how the look of the film, I feel like it was very like, you know, that like uh what is it called? The film I stock, you know, like the I want <laughs> scratchy. Yeah, I was gonna say like film film noir and I like that's definitely not the right word. Uh, but yeah, it's like not it's not as um perfect not hd yeah not hd i kind of miss that i kind of miss like that like grainy um mm-hmm. grainy it was no um what is it cgi uh <laughs> there's something like very pure about like movies from yeah. uh the like 70s and 80s oh what did we watch it was like called like the phone call or something and like it's just like it's very grainy and it's like very it's very good storytelling. Like I feel like the seventies and eighties did a much better telling stories and not getting mm-hmm. like uh, caught up in the effects and like learning how to use the effects to tell a story where I feel like now a lot of movies mm-hmm. is way more about the effects and what, what they're right, showing right. or telling. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> that's not about <laughs> sex. Um, but you, you have like a degree like in film, right? If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I I started with a regular communications degree because I was I didn't want to be like because I knew I wanted to be creative, but I was like, you know, afraid of like doing art, you know, whatever. And parents, of course, too. 
Stan was like, communications, that's broad enough to do anything. Yeah, that's a smart but then, move. But then after freshman year, I was like, I got to go into film. Because I, I see all my friends doing the film stuff and writing. And I was like, I, I just got <laughs> to hone into my creative side. Parents, boomers are very afraid of the arts for their children. Because very similar uh, with my parents, they weren't like the coolest with me wanting to do like something artistic. And so I got like a journalism major, uh, mm-hmm. but it's called like media arts and design, but it's journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made them feel better. But like, I like wanted to go to like NYU and I'm not from New York. I'm from Virginia. And they were just, I very much lucked out that my parents were like, you do not understand what 6% on 40,000 a year uh, interest looks like. You don't understand what you're getting yourself into if you did that. Uh, first off, to clarify, I got rejected by NYU, so no problem there. There were, <laughs> there were other schools out of state same that thing. I wanted to go to. <laughs> but it was all the same. They all cost like thirty to 40000 a year. And my parents were like, you don't understand what that loan type of loan is. And so I ended up staying in-state. And I uh, still have... I have student loans. I got eighteen grand in student loans because of interning in New York for a summer. Uh, but mm. otherwise I would have been like no student loans. Um, and I, mm-hmm. it, but it was like, it was a very like back and forth, like fight, um, which I'm not sure if that's how it was with your parents too, of like, I just want to be an artist. Um, and they're like, we want you to make money. Um, and I totally, <laughs> I did that thing where I lost my train of thought. I'm just <laughs> basically, yeah, people are very afraid of the arts for their children because it is a very, um, not, money making spot for most like you're not yeah I I had to kind of lie <laughs> you had to lie I didn't even I didn't or I didn't even lie I just didn't tell them that I switched my major <laughs> so <laughs> but then they kind of figured it out when I had to film them for a project <laughs> oh my god what did they do enough they yeah again <laughs> I guess they're not very confrontational <laughs> I was about to say they sound either very not confrontational or very just chill. Of like this is this is what it is. I don't, or maybe I just like blocked it out of my because <laughs> you know they are like they definitely are strict. And they we had like uh, fights in a way where they would be yelling at me, and I'm not saying anything. But um, but stuff like me trying to maneuver, I felt like either like. I was so good that they couldn't even say anything <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, they just, they're just like, all right, I'll just let her be. <laughs> you know? Are they, were they like, um, born and raised in New York as well? Uh, no, they, uh, they're from, my mom's from Hong Kong and my dad's from Guangdong, which is near Hong Kong, like just like Southern China. Um, and then they came to New York, my dad came to New York first. Um, he was like 19 when he was here and he actually he did he went to FIT for interior design um but then he couldn't yeah it was too expensive oh, um, and I think he was doing okay too like <laughs> I, I, I saw a lot of his like work in it it was like B minus <laughs> <laughs> and like C plus <laughs> so I think it was one of those he's like mm, I'll just not do it and then save money um because then he just got into like construction and just did like uh, random jobs here and there um because then yeah my mom uh she went to London first to study school and then and then she came to New York 
uh, with my dad, for my dad, I guess, in a way. Oh, cool. Um, and then, yeah, and then, and then they just, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're both in their, like, early 20, 20s, I would say, or, like, yeah, 19 and up uh, when they were in New York. So, so they knew each other before they moved mm-hmm. overseas. How, like, do you know how old they were when they met each other? Um, probably, I guess, yeah, like, yeah, I guess probably 18 or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, in their teens. But I think, yeah, they kind of had a long distance relationship too. Because <laughs> I think um, my mom was teaching English um, and that's how they met. Uh, he was like a student. Um, and then, and then my, my dad and liked my mom first and he claims that he's never dated anyone but my mom. That is <laughs> Which so I kind of believe him. Yeah. I believe him, but it's like, <laughs> and my mom like definitely dated before, but never had like, um, I don't think she had like intimate relationships with anyone. Um. But she definitely said, you know, she had like boyfriends here and there before. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, I can't imagine like meeting the person I'm going to marry at like 18. Like just remembering like yeah. how dumb I was, <laughs> and then to move overseas <laughs> and like be in a very new like to learn to, like mm-hmm. to learn to. I guess maybe that'd be cool to like learn together, uh, like as such mm-hmm. a new like uh, place. It reminds me of. Um, have you read Jenny's, uh, I think it's Zong, Jenny Zong's Sour Hearts? It's a, uh, it's really good. It's like a, it's mm-hmm. fiction, but I think there's one st- story that's about her and her brother, but it's about, um, it's like, it's like six or seven different stories of like, um, of like Asian immigrants and like their kind of experience, like in, I think specifically New York City. Uh, and it's really good. And I was like, I'd never really, um, read from like that type of perspective of like an immigrant story, but just seeing how like so many people would like at such a young age, like mm-hmm. 18, 19, then move overseas uh, for mm-hmm. college or, um, or go to London for college and then go from there. Um, it's very good. Uh, she has another book that I want to buy and I can't, I can't remember what, uh, what it's called right now. Um, but like, I just can't imagine that. Like, that's just, I feel so spoiled, you know? Yeah, now that you're like mentioning, I'm like, oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to like hearing, you know, my parents stuff, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. especially yeah, like my dad's relationship with my mom, like how that, like he was so like steadfast on that <laughs> at a young age, and then you know, doing all these like life changing things. Did he like making decisions? You know, like so early, like <laughs> yeah, like huge, huge decisions. Yeah. Did he ever go back to interior design after construction? Kind. I mean, like, um, he owns his own house and there and some like apartments. So I guess he's sort of designing it inside. <laughs> but it is kind of like, like, or just like looking at my parents' house, it's like, uh, you know, there's still wallpaper and there's, they love carpet, you know, like it's all. <laughs> All those zoomers <laughs> love carpet way too much. Yeah, and just like things all around. <laughs> like I, I gave him my Amazon account, so <laughs> my dad's just been buying things. 
Yeah, just buying. <laughs> oh my god, I love this so much. I love this so much. It's like the opposite because my mom, like my mom, buys everything left and right, and she's the one that's like very like into like the the design of the house. Um, my dad's just like whatever. I love this. I love I love like a man that loves interior design. Like I picture <laughs> your father watching like a lot of HGTV. <sighs> no. I wish he did because I feel like everything's coming in his mind. That's why it's like a little like weird, you know, like little not matching. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like if he watched like actual interiors, I don't know what to do, you know, <laughs> instead of going like, I think this matches with that, even though they're slightly off this, you know, like they're the same color, but not really. <laughs> this like warms my heart. So much. Does her mom like care at all about interior design or she just kind of like whatever your father she wants? She likes she likes things looking good. Um, but I feel like my dad's too overpowering for her to have much of them say. Gotcha. Okay. I totally agree <laughs> yeah. But they're both like, yeah, and maybe at that the same like that generation of like things have to be so matchy matchy, you know, like <laughs> Like they wear the same, like pants and shirts are the same color, but they're not this, you know, they're not yeah. <laughs> the same color. Just like a, like different shades of green. But they're just <laughs> Do you ever accidentally match your partner, your husband, right before you go out? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a thing. I think after you've been together like five plus years, because it happens with me and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be changing uh, in separate rooms or something. Like I'll like it change in the bathroom. And he'll be like in the bedroom, and then all of a sudden we're wearing like we're both wearing like a Marvel comic T-shirt with like Adidas pants and Adidas shoes, and we're like we can't <laughs> like we both can't go out like this. Like it's one of us always mm-hmm. has to change. Yeah, never been that, <laughs> that much. <laughs> it's usually just like oh we're both wearing pink, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> can't identify with you there (laughs) you're like no that's weird (laughs) something that like I've gotten a lot of questions about from friends have been about like their like their specific sex drive within COVID and like Mm -hmm. I don't know about you but like mine got destroyed in like April and March like I could not Mm -hmm. the idea of even looking at porn something that I obviously love to do I was like no I don't have the brain capacity for that uh, how were you guys in that like department? Again, we don't have to talk about this and we can totally cut it out. I'm very like, I'll ask like very like intimate questions. I'll be like, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> we don't have to, like whatever you're comfortable with. Well, for me, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the not there, especially in the beginning of like, because there's too much going on in the world. Um, and yeah, maybe it's also the brain capacity of like not, you know, <laughs> having having space for it. Um, but also the schedule, like the time. Like I feel like in the beginning we, we were definitely all sleeping late. Like mm-hmm. like the bedtime was definitely two a.m. three a.m. Yeah, but still needing to wake up early, but feeling okay about it because we don't have to commute. So like I definitely had times where I'm like waking up when I have to be at work and then just like being in bed and like kind of working with my phone just saying like I'm here and good morning (laughs) office but not really doing any work in the beginning hours yeah oh totally um so yeah it was like that routine of like just being tired and not having not being in bed because I feel like a lot of like 
you know, the intimacy and those um, parts where you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> is when you're just like lying in bed and you're not really like tired and you want to like cuddle or whatever. But in these moments, it was like we're playing video games or we're just doing watching TV until two and then and then like like slowly crawling to bed <laughs> and then just like falling asleep. <laughs> oh, so it's like that. Um, but in my dreams, I feel like my dreams were definitely kind of active um, yes. about like being into, but but with like. <laughs> I don't, it's like random people coming out in my dreams. Like I don't really have dreamt about like my husband, <laughs> but it would be like I'm back in high school, and it, it did feel like I'm creating like a TV show in my head. Because yes. a lot of times it's like um, I'm in high school, or I'm in like a time travel spaceship, <laughs> or like the background is just very like TV. But then like. Um, the the boys I am interested and they are boys they're like <laughs> teenage boys but I'm also a teenager so it's okay <laughs> and it's those moments where you're like does he like me does he oh not and then we just like kiss you know like those like beginning moments that I keep dreaming up <laughs> I love this so, so like, much yeah it's like sweet and then I didn't want to wake up but, you know I'm like I want to go back into this dream and like figure out what's happening with this fake fictional relationship <laughs> and always at the end of the dream I'm like oh, I have to wear a mask like it always goes back to COVID <laughs> I'm like I'm not wearing a mask <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love it I love yeah. how like intricate your dreams are it sounds like they almost have like a beginning middle and end yeah <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> You know, I'm like, I need to write these. Like, I feel like they could be actual, like, TV shows for, like, the CW or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's lazy to write them down. I don't know. Well, <laughs> or develop them. Well, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I will remember it perfectly for, like, three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the moment mm -hmm. I get out of bed, it's gone. I can only see, like, like mm -hmm. blips of it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting you bring that up, too, because, like, recently – um, my dreams have become much more like sexual and don't worry. I never dream about Aaron in sex, like, like in sex wise. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm like, oh. I just told him about a dream. Uh, I had a dream that he died and then I started dating one of his friends and in the dream we were like, this sucks that Aaron died, but like we get to be together. And I was be like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is like kind of messed up. I've had yeah, I've had some scenarios, like, not like that, but definitely like they're, grant, yeah, grants in the, but not like, yeah, it's like a different situation. <laughs> oh, man. I love dreaming, actually. They, they're just, they're a lot of fun until they're like nightmares. Because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like my dreams are pretty vivid. So like then the nightmares are also very vivid and you wake up and you think mm -hmm. you like just died. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was telling Aaron, uh, during COVID, I was like, my theory is that our dreams are us in an alternate universe and we're just like seeing blips of it. And then, but then he was like, as any man, he was like, I need the science behind this. And I was like, I don't have the science behind this. Like, it's literally like a theory that I'm throwing out there. Uh, so like in theory, like when you're seeing yourself almost getting killed or like you are murdered, that was like an alternate universe you or different universe you actually just dying. And you were just like there for like the very end, which is like very dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your face like kind of drops. <laughs> we were watching, 
we were watching Legion at that time, I think. You ever see mm. Legion? Mm-mm. It's very, it's very good and it's very trippy and mm-hmm. it has like time travel in it and like different like mm-hmm. parallel universes. So I was like, that's probably yeah. where this is coming from. But have you watched uh, Russian Doll? <gasps> so good. Uh, yeah. So good. That's, another, like... that's a very good, like different, like <laughs> parallel universe one. Yeah. Um, and I never like they explain the science in them, and I still never get it. And, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah shows n- now that explains the science. <laughs> yeah, explains quote unquote. Like, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Russian Doll was so good, and like I know we won't get a second season. Like we shouldn't. It ended so perfectly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but uh, no so it. good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have our like moments of knowing what we want intimacy wise or like sex wise or like yeah. Yeah. It's very um it's like a very safe environment too in a way. Mm-hmm. Um no, I totally I totally get that. I totally yeah. love that. And then Yeah, because I, I don't feel guilty in it, you know. Like, yes. <laughs> I feel like in the beginning you're like, oh my god, I'm not dreaming about what I should be dreaming. <laughs> but then it's like you can't control. <laughs> and I also like, um, at least for me, I don't know about you, but anything like sex wise, there's no like awkwardness into it. Like whatever we are doing, whether it's like very like vanilla or like more on the kinky side, I'm very mm-hmm. confident and like know what to do. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. in like real life, there's like so much like, at least for me, there's like a lot of like conversation. I'm just like, oh, does that feel okay? Is this how I do it? Like a lot of like, you're taking in and out of the moment to make sure that mm-hmm. like you're one right, right. doing it right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like that free uh freeness to it of just like mm-hmm. this like dream. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and the confidence of like this is a dream, so I know that nothing's gonna go wrong <laughs> in a way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said your husband's name is Grant. Mm-hmm. Do you tell Grant uh your stories, like your um your dreams? No. <laughs> No. Honestly, not the sex no. Honestly, it's the right choice. No one actually likes to hear about like their like partner's dreams. It's just like, okay, cool. Like it didn't happen. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm one of those people that's just like, and then this happened. <laughs> and it's like cool. Like, I don't, it's fine. But I think you're making the right choice. I'm sure he's like, what? Why would you dream about this uh, guy you met in college a year ago? <laughs> Why is he in your head right now? Why is he and not me, the person right next I to you in this bed? <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I do want to ask, do you have any tips for being married? Like not like not even just like longevity of just like you're married. This is what uh, you should think about or something like that. Yeah, I guess it is communication. <laughs> it is like communication. <laughs> it's so it's just such a vague term, but and I'm still learning it. But it's it's like yeah, being. I guess it's like knowing. It is part of like knowing yourself first too before mm-hmm. trying to uh, do something with someone else. Um. But, you know, sometimes we, uh, knowing yourself, it takes a longer time. <laughs> so it's like the combination of knowing that you're still learning, um, but also in combination with being in a relationship that that you'll have to do together. Yeah. Um, but not putting so much pressure on the relationship and your partner of like, of 
of figuring yourself out as well. So it's just like, it's a combination, but it's still like making sure you're taking care of yourself, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the communication of just, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think the main thing is assumption because being together for so long, you will create those patterns and you will assume like what your partner would do in certain things already, but trying to know that everyone changes, you're changing, they're changing. So try not to be like, uh, uh, I don't know, like they're going to lift, they're not going to flush the toilet again. You know, like that's like a simple thing, but more like, you know, bigger things, but not trying to assume that, that they're going to have like their pattern of ways, trying to give them the benefit of doubt, I guess. Um, especially with like, negative um assumptions or patterns that you pick up in like you know a 10-year relation or you know really a long one it's hard not to but like really pushing um yourself and and the way you're viewing someone to be like you know things change don't you know (laughs) like that I think is a big learning no and I think you do uh, a really good way of describing it too because I can definitely like the moment you said like don't assume I like immediately went to times where I got like immediately pissed off because you said toilet we like moved into (laughs) we moved to a new apartment like a year and a half ago and the bathroom itself is smaller and he would always leave the toilet seat up and I just got so mad and like assumed like this was like a new thing and like he wasn't listening and I was just like how could he not listen when truly it's being able to stop and communicate of just like, they're not trying to purposely make you mad or that they're not, um, uh, it's not that they're not listening, but it's also something new for them. And then you're so right about how like vague the term communication is because that's what everyone says, right? It's like communicating, like you have to communicate, but then they never give you like actual like key points or like bullet points Mm -hmm. or like examples. And the boy that I talked about earlier about dating that was dating, um, he was in sex ed. And I was like, hey, what are they teaching you right now? Like in seventh grade for sex ed. And um, he was like, well, right now they're teaching us how to communicate within fights within our friends. And I was like, I'm so, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but like, I was never taught like communication in sex ed or like mm-hmm. any like health class. Yeah. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Even the fact that it was not even relationships, it was like within friends first of just like, this is great. That's great. There's yeah. so many times I don't communicate well with my friends too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like internalized. And then it's, I'm always like, they should know, you know, like they're my friend or like they're my husband. They should know how I feel, you know, without me saying Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, no, you should say it all. You should say it out loud. <laughs> No. But also, like, they should know. You know? Like, <laughs> they should know. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what best friends are. They should know how to do without me saying. <laughs> there's definitely, like, a, um, I'm trying to think how to put it. Like, not that they should know, but there's, like, and warning signs isn't the right word. But, like, oh, there are these things happening that are, like, clues mm-hmm. to how, like, right. you are feeling that yeah. – they will probably most likely pick up on unless they're also like kind of like a little bit bogged down on other things too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a little bit of like, you can assume, but also 
you can like a little like there's like some <laughs> things but also just like don't assume it makes an ass out of you and me I hate that fa- that my grandmother <laughs> that I hated would always say that to me and I'd be like cool you're an asshole um but I think that's very very wise and I think it's very true and I think it's a very um easy way to like like kind of like lay it out of just like you don't have to make it over convoluted is that I'm not sure if I'm using the right word but it can just be like that simple of just like communicating and just overly outwardly saying like this is kind of like how I'm feeling because of x y and z that's what my therapist Mm -hmm. always says she's like you have to use I phrases not you make Mm -hmm. me feel yeah I feel (laughs) this way same right Um, yeah, and that's hard. It is hard, you know. <laughs> and then, and then when they say it, when they say "I feel," you, and then you get defensive to your like, but I, but then you're like, oh wait, you know, like right, you feel like whatever you feel is valid. <laughs> I can't feel like no, you shouldn't feel this way because I'm doing this <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to unclench. You're like, okay, I'm hearing you. Yes. Cool. And I know it gets very like after school special of like, I hear what you said. Now I said this or I feel this. Uh, But it really just kind of comes down to that. Like just the better Mm -hmm. you can communicate within like your interpersonal relationships for sure. Yeah. Like the taking turns. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm always like in my head. So like even though I feel like I'm listening. I'm still like thinking in my head and I'm not giving a hundred percent. I was like, what there? Cause it's like, yeah, I think it's part of the, yeah, I feel like maybe you could relate like part of the shyness and the quietness from like younger where you are always internalizing and you're thinking your head and you'll never like say what you think out loud. Uh, Cause you're always like, let me hold back a little bit. Um, so now it's like, now like you are able like you have the like umph to be like okay I can't like internalize anymore I just have to say how I feel because this this feeling is so strong but then that kind of is bad in a way because then now you're not really (laughs) because you're just like in your world the whole time and you're being defensive and you're you know like all of that So I kind of do both. So I'm very like in my head and I'm very always like thinking about like my feelings and the feelings of like the people around me. And Aaron says like, I wear like everything on my sleeve. So I kind of like everything just comes out all the time. And I, Mm -hmm. I always want to be, uh, figuring out what's the best thing or the best way to go on. And he's kind of the exact opposite where like, if he's really overwhelmed or he's really stressed, he starts to go within like that. He becomes very um, internalized. Uh, Uh So in a weird way, it kind of balances out because I can kind of tell when that's happening. I can be like, it's time Uh for us to talk this out. Um, Uh He doesn't want to, but it's a a weird combo too to be like that fully like in your head, but then also fully saying it all all the time. I would assume it's, exhausting for my partner but it seems to work out uh because that means we're communicating like a lot a lot uh yeah. but you don't always want to be like communicating like a lot a lot but <laughs> but yeah but I definitely like know that like internalized I'm when I'm really angry it gets like that I get very internalized mm-hmm. and like I don't know how to get anything out mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I usually have to like walk away and like because I don't know about Grant but Aaron is like very very good with words especially when he's angry when I'm like 
I don't know any words when I'm like really angry. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think the same because then, uh, yeah, I, I think early on, I definitely, I was just like, I know how I feel, but I can't like, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I, and like, I know this too, you're just like, oh, like, you're like, oh, yeah, and then the thing about like, yeah, thinking internal because yeah, I do have like a lot of internal um, thoughts where where yeah, I, I don't like confront like I you know I guess no one likes confrontation or fights, so then it's always like I am trying not to have, so I'm like thinking to make sure it doesn't happen. So then when it does still happens, that's when I get so like angry and like frustrated. Like maybe it's with myself because I'm like I was making sure this doesn't happen, but you know, yeah, like. And I'm like carefully trying to fit. Yeah, it's like learning to. It like yeah. it like becomes kind of like a weird like self fulfilling prophecy almost of like I was trying to not <laughs> yeah. have this happen. Now yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I think I am gonna keep this intro outro because uh, the rain's kind of soothing. I don't know if it is for you guys. I mean, I fucking pay seventy five dollars a year for a goddamn meditation app that like you literally can just put on like rain sounds. Um, and if you have trouble sleeping, uh, it's a very good app. <laughs> None of this is about the episode. Go follow Angel Yao. Go look. Go look. Go watch her mini doc, The Hurtful Truth. I never told my mar- my my God. Go watch her mini doc, The Hurtful Truth. I never told my parents. Go watch her stop motion. Um, and then you know, whenever the fuck. New York City is like open, open again. Go watch her perform live. One day we'll be inside performing again. I can't imagine. It's gotten to the point where this almost feels normal. Like, because if you think about it, when this episode comes out, we're going to be nearing eight months of this, not including like January, I guess, like for when it started in, I guess, like Europe and America. Uh, like, what the fuck? Um, I actually love, like, my favorite days in the city actually aren't the sunny days, which is why I can never do L.A. Everyone's like, it's sunny all the time. It's like, I don't want that. I want rain. I want snow. I want weird weather. Um, It's not damaging, but you know what I mean? Like, just, like, it's really dark right now, and it's, like, 12 p.m., and I love it. Sometimes you just want to be in your feelings. Not a Drake song, In My Feelings. I don't know. His last album was, like, mediocre. Where where else will this outro go? Remember to like, subscribe, share, download, like my Instas, follow my Instas at Awkward Sex in the City. Uh, I'm not going to put my personal one out there just because it does, it's a public profile, but I'm just, I'm going to make you guys search for it. It's very easy to find. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye.